Hello and welcome to this special episode of Tribe Tech, the Tech Southwest podcast, as we help launch this year's Tech Southwest Awards. I'm Fiaz Khan and with me is Robert Hillier. Yes, we'll hear in rapid fire format today from sponsors, organisers and hosts of last year when hundreds of us gathered in Exeter for the first ever awards ceremony. No one knew just how different life would be just six months later. But we do know that this will end, we will move on. And what will be key is how businesses across the Southwest work together and share knowledge. We've spoken to Paul Coles from BT. I think there's huge, huge opportunity for us to take learning and frankly do things in a different way. And Tech Southwest co-founder Dan Pritchard. It's going to be pretty powerful actually in terms of the tech community coming together because people would have lost things as well as gained things. We've also spoken to some of our sponsors. But first, let's hear from the chairman of Tech Southwest and multi-outfitted host of last year's ceremony, if you know, you know. Here's Head Forward's Toby Parkins. Yeah, whenever you launch anything, you're never quite sure how successful it's going to be. And, you know, you have your sort of your 100% target. And, you, you know, really the question is normally, will you get to 50% or more? You know, that's the big question when you start. You know, you've got, you've got a nice sort of full, full capacity target and... You know, but realistically, you're sort of thinking, well, you know, if we get halfway, then that would be really good. Mm. And of course, that's what happened last year with the with the Tech Southwest Awards is that um, about two months before the awards themselves, we actually found that, you know, we were going to run out of tickets. <laughs> and so we actually had to change venues um, to move, you know, to scale up to a larger venue, which then sold out as well. So it completely exceeded my expectations. And Certainly, you know, I, mean, I have to give a lot of credit to um, Dan and the team at Ashley Media for, you know, for really running a great event, um, as well as obviously, you know, all the promotion and um, in the run up to the, I'm um, actually running the whole awards and, you know, the judging and, the, you know, promotion and marketing of it up front. But it did exceed everyone's expectations, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly on the awards night, a lot of people came up to me saying, you know, this is just amazing. You know, awards are important. It's good to recognise um, success and it's good to recognise companies you may never heard of before. But at the same time, you know, everyone goes to lots of awards and things. And, you know, I heard from people that I would say are sort of almost connoisseur awards attendees <laughs> um, saying to me, like, this is just so much better than a normal award ceremony. Yeah, I just thought it was a very, very inclusive sort of awards. And I think it was a very friendly atmosphere. And there was so much last year where, where you know, yes, we were hearing about people that we'd never heard of before. But what was interesting is they were doing all this amazing stuff here in the Southwest from, from Bournemouth to Cornwall. And I think that was what was impressive, that Tech Southwest managed to get all these people in one room together and promote them and support them and showcase them and that was just fantastic yeah absolutely i mean it it, it blew blew me away really in terms of the you know the quality of the entrance i mean i've been involved in setting up awards before and you know it it, it can be quite tough trying to just get enough entrance um Mm. whereas you know the quality um of of the businesses that were entering you know the, the judging process was really tough you know on certain categories it was you know it was just you know it just took an awful lot 
much longer than we were expecting, really, mm. to make make those sorts of really difficult judging decisions. And that's just because the quality was so, so great. So in answer to your first question about, you know, why are we sort of carrying on as normal, if you like, apart from obviously doing more things virtually? And I think it's simply because the first, the first year was just so exceeded everyone's expectations. It was so great that, you know, we couldn't wait two years. Actually, you know, if you look around the tech sector at the moment, there's, um, whilst, you know, some businesses are suffering where they've got direct customers who are cutting advertising or, you know, cutting some projects, a lot of the sector is is carrying on as normal. Tech by its very nature means that, you know, you're not quite so reliant on some of the normal or traditional business infrastructures. So, you know, if you take certain types of manufacturing or certain normal businesses where you've got lots of physical, either people or equipment or you're requiring everyone to get together, you know, tech has, you know, a lot of the tech industry has managed to just transition to work from home, you know, overnight. Certainly my business, we literally just finished one day in the office, everyone went home with their computers and everyone was working the next day. And we've seen, you know, an increase in productivity, which is like, oh, that's, I mean, I think that's... Let's sell sell the office, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of businesses may well be thinking, (laughs) this is, this is not the time for everybody to be going back to work, is it, after this, if it's working so well. It'll be interesting to see what happens. A lot of people have have sort of said that, you know, well, oh yeah, you don't really need an office anymore, do you? This proved, and I'm not, um, I'm not a complete subscriber to that. I think this does open up. It should open everyone's eyes to different ways of working. But, you know, at the end of the day, we've, we've got a concept running up at the moment where we sort of are thinking that we're in credit. You know, you run a really healthy office. Um, you have a great atmosphere, great culture where people are working face to face together. And then, you know, you, you build up credit there. You know, credit between um, people's relationships, how mm. people interact, how people bond how teams work together you know human relationship and credit is only finite and you know we need to, everyone needs to find ways of trying to keep that keep that positive it's nothing better than a good really good face-to-face meeting and you know i had a, a you know a new business meeting earlier on in march and it was just it was brilliant i just you know got on really well it was just you know it was a great mm. um, relationship building meeting you know one of the, one of the best and it, it would not have been as successful over video. Having said that, it's so much easier to organise to you know to set up a video call. You know, mm. it's just people aren't travelling so much, mm. and that's another thing I've noticed because people aren't travelling so much, they've got more time, and actually they can fit in meetings sooner. Mm. So a face-to-face meeting typically I book them sort of four to six weeks in advance, mm. whereas. Actually, I'm sort of booking them like one to two weeks in advance now mm. because people have just got a bit more, I say they've got a bit more time. I think they have got more time, but they've got a bit more flexibility. Mm. And if it's face-to-face, then, you know, and, and people aren't having to travel to all sorts of other meetings, then they do have a bit more time, a bit more flexibility. So just finally, Toby, from us, so the atmosphere last year was, wasn't it quite joyful, might be too strong a word, but it was it was certainly exciting to be, to be in that in that room and and to be there with all those people, many of whom are meeting for the first time. This could well be the first time that people get to go to anything, an event like this, this year, quite possibly. How do you expect things to be different this year to last year? 
people realise that actually this is, um, you know, we're going to have a collection of shortlisted companies that will be of a very, very high standard. And so therefore people will be expecting to, you know, expecting to see really interesting winners. And, and obviously everyone that's shortlisted will also be of a really, really high standard. In terms of the, the, the post-COVID, I mean, I think if we assume that, you know, we're going to be out in the open, you know, social distancing restrictions will be partially or, or fully lifted over the summer period or by the summer, then the autumn, people will be catching up on, on the, I should still be catching up on the, on that face-to-face social that they've perhaps missed over the current months. Mm. I think it's probably going to be a much more jovial attitude this year as well. So it'll be double what it was last year because everyone will be so happy to be out. I think it's going to be yeah. pretty good. It's going to be quite an exciting time, I think. I think No, I think you're right. And, you know, and, and I'm expecting to see a lot of the tech businesses that are entering this year to be examples of that type of innovative entrepreneurial business that despite other economic challenges and you know we should see and be able to celebrate some really Mm. great examples of forward-looking innovative businesses a tech southwest podcast toby parkins from head forwards talking to us there from his home in cornwall we also spoke to dan pritchard who is the driving force behind the awards it is different the world has changed from um, last year so that's kind of weird but we need to take that into account and, and um, think about that in terms of how we feed that in and that's really what we've done as a steering group and, and listening to some of our winners from last year and, and tech community and our, and our steering group and sponsors and partners so it's back we're launching it we think it's really important now actually to celebrate and showcase shine a light some of the amazing things that the tech community are doing in these exceptional circumstances I think we need awards more than ever before you know it's not about the showy nature of it it's about the true coming together of a community and I think that's what we had last year you guys were at those awards and we're interviewing lots of people you know that definitely came across so that's still there that kind of magic between different people across the community coming together to help bring people together and celebrate is still there different circumstances but you know we think more important than ever definitely more important than ever and actually you guys were doing something quite amazing at Tech Southwest Awards this year because the entry fees something exciting is going to happen yeah yes everyone's entry fees we're going to put that to uh, towards the World Health Organization Solidarity Response Fund. So we think that's a really good and appropriate cause right now because that will um, go to immediate need uh, globally. And I think actually the tech community, we get it. We're a global community. You know, there's local, there's regional, there's national, and there's global, and that's part of it. So we think that makes good sense. You know, and hopefully people will get behind that and support it, and then we'll be able to donate that money. And there's a new category as well to reflect what's been happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Robert. And speaking to people, getting people's views and feedback, because the awards are very kind of organic in terms of reflecting the community that they've emerged from. And so a hero award, which is about nothing showy, but just saying, let's just pause, reflect, because some people and some tech companies are doing some amazing things right now uh, in terms of pivoting quickly to support efforts around getting PPE out, use of 3D printers, uh, companies that I know are working with, say, like like the Plymouth Science Park, um, doing things like that. There's tech companies in Cornwall that are now flat out working with the government on data tracking around COVID-19 and things like that. So tech has always been agile, which is one of our strengths. That's been proved more than never before, I suppose, in these times. So, So that Hero Award, it could be individuals, it could be community, it could be tech companies, it could be through new partnerships, um, 
in terms of how people are responding and doing their bits in this time when you know the priority right now is just helping each other, isn't it? And that's what. And if people want to enter the awards, what what are you guys looking for in their write ups? Yeah, so not rocket science, but it's about quality and evidence. So show the judges the quality, whichever particular category, if that's you know, tech company of the year, startup of the year, leadership award, demonstrate the, the, the quality. One of the great ways of doing that is sort of third-party testimonials, what other people say about your brand and the difference you make, products or services that you deliver. Get those kind of views, provide the evidence. It's not super long essays we're looking for, but we, we need that evidence around you know quality, being brave, being different, being exciting, being relevant. That's kind of what the judges look at. We have judges from across the region and beyond the region. You know, who likes to get excited about the entries they see. So no long, boring, dull kind of essays, Ex- excitement, passion. You know, tell us the story, show us the evidence. And this may well be one of the first events that people are going to be able to go to when all this is over. What kind of yeah. evening are you expecting? We've got to pause and reflect tribute and, and, and who knows you know this has still got a long way to go so we just we cannot um, predict we don't want to predict it's going to be pretty powerful actually in terms of the tech community coming together because people would have lost things as well as gained things you know whether that's you know on, on the health side you know and tragedies around that in terms of the business side there's, there's winners and losers in this and then that's going to continue for some time as we, in, in the upturn um, but also there's going to be incredible new friendships relationships communities forged you know we can see that happening and that's all happening through a sort of a bedrock of technology isn't it you know in terms of without zoom or you know, collaborative ways of working um, using Microsoft Teams to the proper full extent um, whatever that that might be you know technology is underpinning our ability to interact with humans so I think the awards actually could have to be really poignant and special uh, because of that uh, logistically in terms of you know how it's going to work in terms of social distancing rules and everything else we will cross that bridge, uh, and as a tech community, we will come with solutions. You know, whatever whatever format, it's going. I think it's going to be a pretty special year. Actually, we're only human, have to deal with situations, balance with the reality of the situation, and, and, and paying tribute and, and, and listening and acknowledging what has happened. And, and this has got a long way to go, isn't it? And, you know, the economic recovery, etc. Which is why, again, I think coming together as a region that is our strength. You know, one of the things whenever we do events anywhere in the region, what comes out is people's passion, but that collaborative spirit. You know. The true sharing, true helping each other. And the staff tech southwest has been 100% there in the southwest. I think is is a super strong asset, you know, asset which you know, we've got to hold on to. Dan Pritchard, of course, co-founder of Tech Southwest. I love talking to Dan. He's always so positive. I feel properly energised after those chats. Like I've just eaten a Mars bar or something. Or a king size Twix. <laughs> okay. Right, and if you'd like to enter the awards, it's techsouthwest.co.uk to find out more, or just search for Tech Southwest. So next we hear from Paul Coles, who's the Regional Director of BT, and he's on the Tech Southwest Steering Group. You know, with my BT day job hat on, I look after England, but I also carry a special responsibility for the Southwest, and I'm hugely passionate about the fact that A, it's a brilliant place to live, but B, we've got amazing companies in here that often don't get the light shone on them. So I think the Tech Southwest Awards is that opportunity to shine a light on some of the brilliant, innovative tech companies we've got in the Southwest, because we've got loads of them. Why do you think there's still that that sense that we might be underselling ourselves in the Southwest a bit? Do you find that you have to, when you're touring around the country, advocate a bit more for the Southwest than other people have to? Well, I think if I say Southwest to people when I'm in London, they'll say, 
that's the place where I go on holiday. So their perception is that's where I go on holiday, that's where tourism happens, that's where fishing, farming, agri stuff happens. And they're right, there is a lot of that. They're key industries for us. But actually, there's an awful lot of brilliant tech companies and there's opportunities for other regions to look at the southwest and say, actually, we perhaps we need to reinvest in the southwest there because of all the talent and the ecosystem that's here. Over the space of three or four years, we've gone from a couple of tech clusters in the southwest to actually more like seven, eight, nine. And what's great is they're now all pulled together, working together under this Tech Southwest banner. How important do you think it is to have a body like Tech Southwest where people can can see the scale and get into some of the collaboration that's uh, that's so key down here? I think it's hugely important, A, to share amongst ourselves what's going on, because I think that's really crucially important. But then also we can start identifying the common themes and the common asks that we've got of government and others to help this, this sector thrive even more. You know, so... If I look at any survey around tech companies, their number one issue, pre-COVID, their number one issue is always skills. So that should enable us to go back into government and the education system and say, look, we need help. We need the right talent pool to drive the tech sector even harder. So I think there's the first piece is around getting everyone collaborating. That's really good. The second one is then what are the key messages we need to take as a Tech Southwest advisory board into the likes of government, the education sector specifically, to get what we need to to thrive even more. Do you think that this crisis, some good will come out of it in the sense that more people will be digital and more people will be interested in things like coding and more people will be interested in increasing their tech skills and that could actually solve the problem for the tech industry? Yeah. I, I am an optimist about what this hugely difficult and challenging period has meant for us, and I don't underestimate the challenges at, at a personal level, a, a family level, and, a, and, a, and at the whole country, frankly. But I also am very much optimistic around what this has meant. Look, we've had parents having to go through the challenge of homeschooling, and, and with our own Barefoot Computing Program offering teaching resources around coding, you know, we've had parents doing coding with their children, including one lesson plan which is about how you code a cake so it's got parents interested in the world of coding which of course is going to be critical Mm. if you look at the massive uptake in things like zoom skype ms teams and other platforms these are in essence collaboration platforms and frankly without them during the covid period i don't know what we would have done Mm. And, and and the message is actually with if I look at things with my day job hat on with, with BT, if I look at all the homeschooling home and homeworking, it hasn't bust our network at all. So the network has coped with it. That's great. Um, it has fostered huge amounts of collaboration. You've got universities that have said distance learning is really hard to do, so we're not sure we're going to do it. They've had to do it in two weeks, right? So I think there's a whole host of innovation that's come out of necessity that's really interesting. I think there will be some fascinating stuff around what's going to happen with data and and data insights at a national scale. I think there's huge, huge opportunity for us to take learning and frankly do things in a different way. You know, Exeter, Bristol, Plymouth and Bath must be looking at their city centres now and going, wow, look at all the traffic we haven't got. Mm. Look at the massive drop-offs in pollution and and, and nitrogen nitrogen oxide levels. You know, do we not want more of that in the future? I think we all do. And I think technology has got a huge role to play in that. 
Amazing. And just finally, Paul, what would it be like, this award? How different is it going to be? Well, I don't know. The, the, the playful side of me says, if this is one of the first times we can all get together and there's no social distancing, it, it sounds like it'll be a riot. <laughs> I mean, I think the I think the awards, which are some of the most friendly open awards I've ever been to, and I go, quite, go to quite a lot of them, it was a fun place to be that night. You know, even if we have got to restrict and, and do social distancing on the night, it will be a great evening uh, with a bunch of very collaborative people. And, and my sense is it'll be full of people that aren't just there for the tech sake only. They're there for what technology can do to help us move forward as a human race, frankly. And I do mean it at that level. Some of this stuff that we're working on in the Southwest is, is truly trans- transformational. Paul Coles from BT, they're extremely positive about the force changes that we've all had to make as a result of this lockdown. Okay, so let's hear from the heart of the Southwest LEP then next. Yep, we spoke to Charlotte Collier, who's the Digital Skills Partnership Manager, who told us about her job. The Heart of Southwest Digital Skills Partnership is one of six national pilots that are supported by the Department for Digital, Culture, Media and Sport. Um, we're set up to coordinate digital skills activity across our LEP region. So our LEP region being Devon, Somerset, Plymouth and Torbay. And the idea is that although there's lots of activity happening, often there can be lots of duplication or there a need to kind of surface and, and, and spotlight on a digital skills programme in order to match up need with an actual resource. And so that's kind of the role of a digital skills partnership. We're here to drive ambition in digital skills for everybody so whether you are a young person whether you're employed whether you're a member of the community and regardless of kind of what level of current level of digital skills you've got so right through from um, those people who are kind of starting out and are building up the digital confidence right through to people who have an, have an advanced uh, digital skill set and so Charlotte have, have you found that during the lockdown now that you've got more people coming to you and asking how they can enhance their digital skills and their presence or are people waiting to see what might happen and what they might need to get back on track? Yeah there was an immediate response from everybody really from those people within business from within the community and within schools to kind of desperately upskill themselves with the the tools and the ways of working to enable them to either move to remote working or remote teaching environment. But during COVID-19, we've been sending out a weekly newsletter with a roundup of all the latest digital tools, tips and tricks, sharing kind of success stories, um, everything, you know, right through from we shared a story about uh, La La Choirs who run in three communities during the week. Um, and it's, it's a business and this lady has moved to choirs online um, and she's had to kind of onboard about 100 people with how to use Zoom and she really kind of impressed about her approach she did this by breaking them down into small groups and, and training them in, in small groups so that everybody felt that they'd kind of had an exposure and, and were comfortable kind of navigating their way around the settings um, and, and now the choir is up and running and, and taking place three times a week, just as it always was um, before, before COVID-19 broke out. That, that sense of community and, and people working together to keep things going as, as much as they can, that 
feeds in quite well into Tech Southwest, doesn't it? Which is another another example of building up that community to give more individuals more access and an empowerment to work together. Yeah, so last year at Heart Southwest LEP, but also Cornwall and Silly um, LEP's Digital Skills Partnership, we came together to jointly sponsor the Best in Education Tech Southwest Awards. Um, and we're delighted that we're going to continue and, and support the same award this year in, in 2020. Um, and I think it's because, so our roles as digital skills advocates and connectors enablers to see firsthand the transformative impact of best-in-class digital skills initiatives and you know whether they're working with young people whether they're working with employees or, or members of the community and by celebrating and shining a light on these projects it helps everyone to learn from what good looks like it also keeps the bar high mm-hmm. uh, and it encourages training providers to develop excellent engagements and, and to kind of not stand still and, and keep pushing forward so yeah really delighted that, that the awards are happening again this year they were great success last year that the energy in the room was was electric it would be quite poignant coming together this year there will be lots of stories to share and learnings from you know we're seeing collaboration between companies that normally would never work together because they might be competitors or you know they want to keep what they're working on under wraps and we've seen some great examples of, of all those kind of normal reservations if you like being put to one side there are going to be so many changes but what, what would you say are going to be the more positive aspects of all of this within the tech sector after after we come out of it? I think there are probably kind of about four uh, almost standout opportunities, if you like, um, that I think the tech sector could harness coming out of COVID-19. And they're around how they recruit, how they collaborate and connect, and how they invest in their workforce. And then finally, how they can reduce their carbon footprint by adjusting processes. Charlotte Collier from the heart of the Southwest Lab. And what a great award to sponsor. It's, it's all about education, right? Who's on next? Well, it's Tom Kennard from Granted, a company that helps businesses get grants. They're also sponsoring an award. Oh, yeah. This was a very interesting company. They help people navigate the world of grants and help people write it so that it's very, very effective. We asked Tom to give us an overview of how it all works. We're in our 10th year. We've raised over £75 million for companies. And we specialise in raising for innovation companies that are looking at non-dilutive funding. So that's funding that they're not going to have to give away any equity or, or pay back any interest on any debt. So um, the key really is those innovation companies have something new and ambitious, both kind of technically and commercially. And they're looking to disrupt the kind of the norm in their particular market. So that's a really important and vital income stream, isn't it, for so many for so many companies? So, do you th- is it the case that most people just don't know what's out there for them? Yeah, very much so. I mean, the thing that we have to spend the most amount of time is educating the marketplace. A lot of people either have a go and don't do very well, and then kind of never try it again, or rule themselves out, or don't even know that it's an option. So. Our kind of raison d'etre is to to help people understand that it most definitely is a a really interesting and suitable solution to to that kind of funding of the gap between an interesting idea and and actually commercialising it successfully. And what kind of companies do you help? We help any company in terms of size, from from startups to multinational, kind of £100 million turnover companies. And we have four key sectors that we focus on. 
we've got to be slightly chameleonic in terms of being able to understand new technologies. So one of the challenges we have is that we have to understand a technology from, for example, from a patent application. And we have to understand not just the technical ramifications and novelty of that particular technology, but also how to commercialize it and the routes to market. And that blend of understanding a new science or technology at that level whilst also understanding how to make money out of it, is actually quite a rare skill. And I suppose it's hardly surprising that those aren't skills that come naturally to people if it's the first, second or however many times, because it's why Why should you? Why should you intrinsically know how to do this sort of thing? Exactly, yeah, yeah. And it's a bit like saying, you know, I could have a, a reasonable stab at our accounts each year and it would be reasonable, but I'd get things wrong. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't do it in the right way because I haven't had that kind of background and mm. that professional education oh by the way great use of the word chameleonic loved that i don't know if that's <laughs> sure an invented word but <laughs> i thought it was great thank you we're going to pivot ourselves now um, <laughs> nice. uh, so tell us about your involvement with um with tech southwest and the and the awards we've been involved with tech southwest since its inaugural launch last year and really interested in how they're going about supporting tech companies in the southwest one of the problems, which is entirely understandable, is, is understanding the full ecosystem. Mm. And there are lots of different solutions and lots, lots of different options available, but you know, in a similar kind of way to the grants, you don't have the time and resources to be able to understand all of them unless you're looking at that full time. And I think Tech Southwest have, have taken some really interesting steps in bringing together the various stakeholders in a way that their skills and then their support um, complement each other um, and are able to provide that supporting ecosystem for companies, but at the same time, be able to talk about the innovation that, that occurs in the Southwest, which is often overlooked, often viewed slightly not as kind of maybe an innovation hub as, as some other areas in the UK are. Mm. But the ideas that are coming out of the Southwest are fundable, disruptive and, and entirely interesting. Because of that, and I think that We'd all agree that you're quite right, and and that underselling of ourselves, I think everybody would agree, has been a bit of an issue for the sector here. Why then do you think that having having a night like the awards are so important as a as a showcase? Do you think people do take notice of uh, of events like this? I think they do if they're done in the right way. Sometimes they can be just an opportunity to to pat each other on the back. But I think what Tech Southwest are doing very well is going beyond that obviously it's great to to have a glass of wine and to celebrate the successes but i think it's the way that they involve everybody who applies and um, not just the finalists not just the winners i think there's a lot of confidence to be gained from knowing that you're not going through the the often tricky times that it takes in setting up a new tech company or continuing a tech company and that there are these organizations that are, are looking to support you and also gain a kind of an understanding on a a national level, awareness on a national level of, of, of the innovation that's occurring. Tom Kennard from Granted. Sadly, we've come to the end of this episode. Can I just thank all our guests for taking time out to chat to us and for making the tech work. Also, a special thank you to Paul Coles for coming on at such short notice and the off-mic parenting advice. Yep, extremely helpful from him. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. And tweet at Tech Southwest Official to get in touch. And we're also on Instagram. Look for Tech Southwest. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. A Tech Southwest podcast. 